0: No! 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 Make it stop. Make them stop. Somebody make the Chiefs stop. Welcome to That's OK Sports. I am your football host, Brandon. The Chiefs have officially replaced the Patriots as the bane of my existence, Perna. Kansas City just made defensive stalwart Chris Jones the third highest paid defensive player in the league. Probably the fourth after the Miles Garrett deal gets done, but this one stings because I thought there was a real chance Jones could not play in 2020 and walk after the season. Hope shattered for the 1,387th time in 2020. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is on the cover of GQ for Christ's sake. What can't that man do? Well, smile, apparently. The Chiefs, with no money, basically re-signed two of their best players. So I'm looking to John Elway to not pour salt in my, oh oh no, God, Elway, why are you pouring salt into my wound? Oh! because now Mike Cliss is reporting that the Broncos and Justin Simmons probably won't get a deal done before tomorrow's deadline. I've got the Jones deal to discuss as the Chiefs' lack of cap space was one of the greatest delusions we all believed in. Eagles fans can rejoice with the return of Jason Peters and Tyreek Hill takes a massive L. Whew. That's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. All right. When you have a great quarterback, managing a football team is the easiest job on earth. Pay all of the good players and you will win. 2020, the one year everything goes right for the Chiefs, but horribly wrong for everybody else in the world. Covering my hands in sanitizer every time I leave the store or fill up with gas was weird at first, but now it feels weird if I forget to do it. The Chiefs being one of the best teams in the NFL for the foreseeable future is the same weird thing I just have to get used to. Back in March, Kansas City had $177 in cap space, and we all laughed at them. <laughs> And somehow managed to sign Patrick Mahomes to the richest deal in NFL history. And now Chris Jones to an $85 million four-year extension. Two things many assumed impossible. For the last time, money in the NFL is not real. The salary cap can be manipulated easier than the news. Everyone who thinks uh, the Chiefs will be in a bad spot financially in a few years are completely wrong. They have the upper hand until Patrick Mahomes retires. Guys will re-sign there to keep winning at team-friendly deals. Free agents will take deals to win there, like Ravens edge rusher Matthew Judon, who is apparently already eyeing Kansas City after he plays out his franchise tag in Baltimore. He's already on the second-best team in the AFC, and he's looking to upgrade in Kansas City? Am I fucking dead? Is this hell? Is Freddy Krueger fucking with my dreams? Talk about always thinking the grass is greener. Maybe Judon is trying to motivate the Ravens into a long-term deal, or maybe he thinks Kansas City will continue to hand out money like candy at Hallow's Eve. If you can give your quarterback in defensive tackle new contracts with $177, an amount of money that rarely covers my monthly trip to Costco, you can probably end world hunger with some takeout from Chili's. In fact, if the Chiefs don't end world hunger, they should be considered criminals. Not really a change for half of their roster, but you get the point. The Chiefs will have some cap space in 2021 and like almost all other NFL teams in the NFL currently have a shit ton of cap space in 2022. The world is ending and this is the ultimate sign we are all going to die slow and painful deaths while Travis Kelsey dry humps the air above our lifeless corpses after beating us in beer pong the night before the devil pulls you into the darkest parts of hell. My personal hell is watching Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey beat Post Malone and beer pong over and over and over and over again, while music from only Post Malone's newest album plays on repeat. That basically happened before a Post Malone concert in Kansas City. After failing to defeat Mahomes and Kelsey, despite switching partners faster than Jada Smith, he lost a final bet, which he made, and now has their signatures tattooed on his body. Even though Mahomes told him that that was totally unnecessary. Being a tattoo on Post Malone is the equivalent of being the 832nd woman Wilt Chamberlain slept with. Nobody really cares. It also suggests Post Malone makes bad decisions as a drunk. Play me again, Kelsey and Mahomes. I shall defeat you, and if I don't, I will tattoo your names on my body. Uh, no, no, that's, that's fine. Just go put on your concert. Play me again. I want your names tattooed on my drunk body. Okay. 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 We'll, we'll kick your ass again, but uh, we probably won't be here when the show's over. Just to let you know. Back to Chris Jones. Four years, 85 million, uh, 37 million due do-it signing, 60 million guaranteed for Chris Jones, one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Again, where the fuck do the Chiefs get the money? We don't know, but as Will Keyes and I mentioned, outside of the money uh, on our podcast last week, the Chiefs are in as good of a position to repeat as champions as any team has been in the last 20 years. 20 of their 22 Super Bowl uh, starters are returning, as is the entire coaching staff, and they upgraded the running back position through the draft with Clyde edwards helaire and let LaShawn McCoy go. Uh, at this point, I'm going to send Chiefs GM Brett Veach $177 and watch him turn me into a millionaire. If the Chiefs were going to be in cap trouble... I would be the first to rub it in their big, fat, stupid faces. But they're not. And that's true even when Mahomes' contract has high cap hits. That's the price you pay for a good quarterback. I'm not sure when football fans thought or started thinking that paying one of the best quarterbacks in the league was a bad thing due to cap space. Actually, it's probably when Joe Flacco tricked the world with his elitism. Every single team manages the cap, and most of them do a pretty good job at it. And right now, Chiefs GM Brett Beach is one of the best in the business. The only reason the salary cap was invented was to give GMs an excuse to cut players that fans love. Now you know the truth. If the Broncos are serious about competing with the Chiefs in the AFC West, they will lock down Justin Simmons now. He's literally one of the few people on earth who can stop Patrick Mahomes' passing efforts. Denver has the money to do it because they're not paying a quarterback right now. And if you think it's better for them to wait until after the season, you are wrong. Because by that time, Justin Simmons may decide to test the free agent market because he'll be an unrestricted free agent. My hope, though, is that Mike Kliss is dead wrong about a deal not getting done, just like he was with Von Miller and Demarius Thomas. Seeing those old tweets of Mike Kliss gives me hope, and makes me think Justin Simmons will have a new contract by tomorrow morning. If the Broncos don't sign Simmons, guess who will have enough money to do so? The Chiefs, which is exactly what Andy Reid told Justin Simmons when they faced off last season. Uh, Justin? If the Broncos don't pay you, we will have enough money. This is me, Andy Reid, telling you that. Now there's really nothing to gain for a professional athlete to be on camera with high schoolers. I mean that in the Telvin Smith sense, primarily, but I'm also referring to the act of barbarism that happened to Tyreek Hill over the weekend. The only thing, Chiefs-related, I can show you to make you feel good is seeing, for the first time ever, a kid beat Tyreek Hill. Tyreek, Styles, a bitch here who's not only a high schooler, but an incoming 10th grader, goes up and makes Tyreek Hill look like his oh bitch here and spears the ball with one hand. Yes, Tyreek Hill is not a cornerback, but this kid assures him that he will never become a cornerback. Also, if I ever have a boy, all I have to do to ensure that he is good at football one day is name him Tyreek. Oh, what a a catch-22 for me. Hill tweeted, now I see what it feels like to get snagged on. Serious note though, amazing grab. Keep that same energy, future phenom, because next time I'm bringing Breeland to hold you. Down while I beat the living shit out of you and get away with it. Okay, that last part was not included, but likely only because he ran out of characters. The NFL and Oakley have teamed up to create a mouth shield for the 2020 season, uh, which should stop respiratory particles from shooting farther than a Josh Allen deep ball. The mouth guards have not been declared mandatory yet, and they're about to be tested by all of the 32 teams this week. Oh boy, most of Oakley's customers are going to be disappointed when they find out That the company that makes their wraparound sunglasses is also making masks. The one thing they will not wear. Now, I don't know how effective face masks and helmets uh, will be for football players, nor do I know whether the teams and players will reject it or not but the fact of the matter is still that the NFL's best shot to keep the season alive is to make sure that no one with COVID sets foot in any of the facilities. If it makes it onto the sideline or onto the field, there are going to be disastrous results. The only thing the NFL should be doing is figuring out how to limit team interactions while keeping players football ready and having the ability to test guys every single time they go to the facility. Everything else is bullshit. Now, not much of a surprise here, but the Eagles have re-signed their longtime left tackle Jason Peters to a one-year contract. The only catch is that since Peters is being signed to replace Brandon Brooks, who tore his Achilles, Peters is going to have to play right guard for the first time in his career. Different position, different side of the offensive line, different side for Carson Wentz to get injured again. Jason Peters is a nine-time pro bowler and a two-time all-pro, but that's at left tackle. He is an athletic dude, however. Peters played tight end at Arkansas before deciding to become a tackle before the draft. Probably part of the reason that he wasn't drafted and 100% of the reason Ross Tucker got to school Booger McFarland on Twitter. After the Peters news dropped, Tucker tweeted, I was there the day Jason Peters moved from tight end to offensive tackle and realized he was better than me in five seconds. That prompted Booger McFarlane to respond, saying, Having played against you, that's not all that surprising. Sick burn, but then Tucker got the final word with, When was that? I only remember Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice, Derek Brooks, Barber, Lynch, you know, the good players. Nice job, Ross. Finally, the city of Philadelphia has canceled all large public events and gatherings, which includes people meeting outdoors just to hurl insults at each other so they feel alive through February. And that also includes Eagles games, even though initially the Eagles thought they were exempt from safety regulations. Cities get to determine if fans are allowed at games, not the NFL. A place that might allow fans is Arizona, even though Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell was released from the hospital after getting a bad case of COVID-19 a few days ago. Pretty crazy how you can still get it in states where they don't believe in it, even if you're wearing your Oakley glasses indoors. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. For other social media engagements, you should consider following those accounts. That is not a robotic message from a machine programmed to tell you to do so. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.